Why is seminary so expensive? At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we are committed to the reform of theological education toward meeting the needs of churches across the globe. Men of God cannot serve their churches well if they are burdened with tens of thousands of dollars in student loans from seminary. At CBTS, you can receive a robust theological education for nearly four times less than other institutions. To find out more about how you can receive an accredited theological degree at a cost that you can afford, visit cbtseminary.org. Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk to the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, pastor of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In this conversation about chapter 13 of the Confession, I want to continue, and in this podcast conclude, the question of how the Christian is to prosecute or engage in the work of sanctification. How does one go about prosecuting the task of becoming holy? What does one do to that end? Some teach that it involves no more than the passive activities of reckoning and yielding. Is that correct? Well, it is in a way partly correct. Living the Christian life does begin by believing the promises of God and resting in the work of God in us and for us. But in another way, this passive view of sanctification is really all wrong. The reason is that the Bible goes on to exhort us to work in the matter of our sanctification. After saying, reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin through through Christ Jesus in Romans 6.11, it goes on to tell us to present our members as instruments of righteousness in Romans 6.12-14. Romans 3.14a says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But Romans 3.14b adds, and make no provision for the flesh to for the lusts thereof. And we can go on to Philippians 2.12 and 13, which says, work out your own salvation with fear and, with fear and trembling. Obvious reference to sanctification. But uh, this is, of course, on the basis of the fact that God is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Well, all of this means then that sanctification is not by faith alone in the same way that justification is. This working has repeatedly in the scripture also a twofold direction. As the confession indicates, sin is to be mortified and grace or virtue is to be cultivated. Sin must be put off and grace must be put on. We are to present our members as instruments of righteousness to God. We are to stop presenting our members as instruments of wickedness to sin. Similarly, we read uh, these kind of things in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Ephesians 4, 22 to 25. Sin must be put off, and grace must be put on. Now, this teaches us the critical principle of spiritual replacement. The old man's habits must be replaced by the new man's. We must not fulfill the lust of the flesh, 
We must do the will and walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the old man's habits must be replaced by the new man's. Why is this principle so urgent? Because only two directional efforts can be successful. The various forms which our exertion must take are also indicated in the scriptures. Romans 13:14 implies the necessity of foresight. Make no provision. It means prevision uh, for the works of the flesh. It means planning to avoid the occasions of sin. Romans 12, 1 and 2 indicates the importance of learning, reading, listening, and studying because we must be renewed by in the spirit of our mind. Hebrews 10.25 shows the necessity of gathering with God's people in the assemblies of the church. Matthew 26.41 instructs us in the importance of watching, staying awake, and praying. Other specific exertions necessary in the Christian life might easily be multiplied. So we come back to the question, are we sanctified by faith alone? Or are works to be added to faith? The answer is that it is not a matter of adding works to faith. It is a matter of faith working. Galatians 5, 6. We are sanctified by faith, but not merely by faith resting on God's promises. That's how we're justified. But we are sanctified by faith resting on God's promises and by faith working by God's directives. When we speak of faith alone, we are normally thinking of faith resting on God's promises. That is the way a sinner is justified, not by working, but by resting on God's promises. So to say that we are sanctified by faith alone leaves quite a misleading impression. Sanctification is, however, not only a matter of dogged determination, of dogged work, again and again, Paul builds the imperative of sanctification on the indicative. Again and again, he tells us to reckon upon the fact that we were joined savingly to Christ when we were converted. The fact is that we cannot obey Romans 6.11, reckon yourself to have died to sin in Christ Jesus. We cannot obey Romans 6.11 without knowing on the basis of the biblical text that we are in Christ. The question of our present state and past salvation cannot be avoided in sanctification. If we are to make any real progress in holiness, we must get to the place where we can prosecute the work of sanctification on the basis of reckoning ourselves to have died with Christ.